Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome back to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got a cool episode coming up for you, including some Topic Tuesday discussions, some game night recaps, and some very cool first impressions of Koi and the Emotep expansion, A New Dynasty. Stay tuned for all that. But before we get into that, I must remind you about our promotional partner, Getting Geeky with Gamer Leaf. He's a cool dude that does podcasts about gaming and kickstarters and has interviews with designers and publishers and all kinds of stuff so check it out by going to gamerleafgo.com or just search for gamer or getting geeky with gamer relief anywhere that you listen to podcasts all right thanks to gamer for gamer relief for being one of our cool promotional sponsors really appreciate that let's get on with this show here we go hey there everybody welcome back to board games daily powered by theology of games This is AJ, and I am going to do a little bit of a weekend recap slash Monday night game night. What will I play tonight? And uh, I'm a little under the weather. That's why my voice sounds like awful. So um, I guess just bear with me here as we talk about some of the games that were played over the weekend and what's going on tonight. Well, if you listen to my What Will You Play Friday segment last week, I said that I was going to play Koi during the day on Friday, and I did. I played a solo version of the game was very excited to get that game to the table. That's by Smirk and Laughter Games, who you might also know as Smirk and Dagger Games. They released Tower of Madness, uh, Dead Last, a lot of good games coming from them lately, um, uh, before there were stars. So got that to the table. I was also able to get King Domino to the table. We had Trick or Treat on Saturday night, and my uh, mother and father-in-law came over to have dinner with us and then pass out candy to the kids. And uh, we just played a game of King Domino afterwards. Had a great time doing that. It's a nice, light game. Uh, Most people who come to the table to play that one have a good time. So uh, that was my weekend recap. But what is going on tonight? What is going to hit the table tonight? Well, uh, I have not played Caverna in a long time. So this morning, I I went down to the game table and I set up Caverna. Um, Don't know how many people are coming for game night tonight, so... I may have to change the boards up a little bit that I put out for it, but Caverna is out on the table. I'm hoping to get that to the table. Perhaps Spirit Island, so that would be two heavy games in one night. Might get Koi to the table again, uh, because remember, I only played a solo version of that game. I'm very interested to try it with multiple players. Uh, It plays up to four, so I think it could be very fun. And we also got a review copy of a game called Zombs. Um, Z-O-M-B-S, like zombies. And um, this game looks very fun. It looks, again, really lightweight, though. It's a card game. Uh, If you play with four players, you're playing on a team with the person across from you. If you're playing with uh, three players, it's every man for himself. Two players, every man for himself. And you're going to be trying to collect a set of zombies, or zombs, one through ten in front of you. You have to start with a five or a six and then build outward in both directions. There's going to be all sorts of cards that come out to thwart other people's plans, enhance your gameplay, put other people's zombies back into the grave, uh, put blockers up on both sides of their um, 
their set that they're making on their low end and their high end. They have to remove those blockers. Uh, so it's a very intriguing game. Um, I, I think we might get that to the table tonight just to try it out uh, and see what that's all about. So it looks like it could be fun. Um, so that's what's happening for Monday night game night. Stay tuned. See what else is going on on Board Games Daily. That's it for now. Check you later. Coming soon to a table near you, Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition. Compete with all the classic monsters from the first edition, plus four all new creatures. Clash each round as you try to win new location cards. Hello? Is anybody there? And capture new mortals. Walk this way to Kickstarter, now until Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. Campy Creatures, the first expansion and second edition from Keymaster Games. Hey there, everybody. This is AJ. You probably just heard recently the weekend recap and what I had hoped to get to the table on Monday night. And now I'm going to talk about what I did get to the table on Monday night. Uh, it was a little bit of a different game group, not my typical great game group. Uh, Jeremiah was one of them who came over. And then um, another buddy of mine, Josh, who doesn't typically uh, make it to game night every time, was able to come over. So we played some games. We got to the table a couple of the things that I had hoped to get to the table. We got to the table a new game called Zoms by Zoms Games or zoms.com you can check them out it's a little filler card game it was really quite fun uh where we were trying to create a set of zombies of our color um as you play you select what color you're going to be and you have to start with either a five or a six as your starter card to create your horde of zombies of your color and then you have to build sequentially going up from six or five depending on which one you start with and you have to build sequentially going down uh, from six or five, whichever one you start with. Other players are going to put blockers up on each sides of your hordes to try and stop you from building. You have to do. You have to play higher numbered cards to remove those blockers. Uh, blockers, excuse me. And um, there's a lot of just event cards that come out that you can play on one another and draw more zombies from the grave to add to your hand to add to other players' at territories. It was actually quite fun. I was very surprised at how well done this game was, uh, especially because it's, I believe it's the company's first release. We also got to the table Caverna, which was what I was hoping to get to the table, and uh, it was fantastic. It was the first time Jeremiah had played it, second time for Josh, and we had a great time playing Caverna. We followed that up with Emotep, which I'm not going to talk too much about. Emotep is by Thames and Cosmos Games. We were finally able to get the expansion to the table, which was super sweet. I'm going to let Jeremiah talk about that probably later today or in another segment on another day. And then finally, we closed out the night with a game of Koi. I really, really had wanted to get Koi back to the table. I had played a solo version of it on Friday. And um, I wanted to check it out and see what it would be like with more players. So we played it with three players, and uh, it was really good. Um, I love the colors. 
I love the artwork. I love the components. It's just a beautiful game to look at. It's really fun to play, but I can see that there might be some people who are prone to analysis paralysis with it because you do have a lot of cards, a lot of movement, and a lot of different things that can happen on your turn. And trying to plan it out can be kind of tough. So um, I really like the game. The people that we played it with are not prone to analysis paralysis. So we had a really successful game and it was very fun. But um, I have some hesitations about different people that I might play this game with. Other than that, really solid game by Smirk and Laughter Games. I like it. That's what I played last night. Uh, We want to hear from you, though. What have you been playing? What's been hitting your table? That's it for now. Check you later. All right, everybody. It's that time again for Topic Tuesday. And uh, we've been talking about recently, especially on the Theology of Games podcast, reprinted games and how we feel about them. If you haven't checked out our latest podcast yet, we just released it uh, over the weekend and we got a lot of good stuff in that podcast. But one of the things we talk about specifically is reprinted games and how we feel about them. Because, you know, in the industry, when you have a game that's a long-standing game and it gets reprinted and it gets a facelift, sometimes it's like, oh man, now I've got to shell out another 50 bucks on that game or... You know, maybe then again you look at it and you're like, geez, it really doesn't look that good. I'm glad I have this game, and I'm glad that it's in my collection as a first edition print run, and the second edition really didn't add too much anyways, so I'm glad I have this for, um, you know, sentimental value or whatever. So anyways, we talked a lot about reprinted games. We're going to talk about that today as well. This is our Topic Tuesday. We are going to talk about what reprinted game is out there that we absolutely love. We have it in our collection. We absolutely love it. We think it is more valuable than the first. The game I'm going to talk about, my favorite reprint, is Viticulture Essential Edition. Now, Viticulture is a game by Stonemeyer Games that was released in 2013. It's a game about making wine and fulfilling orders as customers come into your uh, winery to take do tastings and uh, view the view the winery. You're going to be planting fields, harvesting fields, and fulfilling orders. Now, the original game was very solid. However, they decided to re-release the game in 2015 and call it the Viticulture Essential Edition. The Essential Edition took some things that they added to a micro um, expansion, if you will. I guess it it was actually a regular expansion. It was called Tuscany. Um, And so in Tuscany, they added a lot of different things. But when they went back and created this essential edition, they took some things from Tuscany and put it into this essential edition, things they thought you needed. Like there's these cards called Mama Papa cards. You get them at the beginning of the game, and they determine what kind of workers you start with, and they determine how much gold you get and how many resources you get or cards you get. Now, in the base game, you would just get things based upon turn order and however the rules decided that everybody gets stuff. The Mama and Papa cards really are effective because I think you get get choices on them. You get to choose what you want to start with. So that's very cool. They also add more visitor cards and updated visitor cards. Visitor cards that make a little bit more sense thematically or as far as rule play goes. They work a little bit better with the game, but then they added a ton more so that you could just have more things to choose from. 
They also added uh, what's called the field cards. You put the fields above your board when you play, and the fields you can sell um, to make some money, and it's kind of like property. It's a different way to kind of uh, get some money in the game and um, do some different things with your fields in general, with your, excuse me, the vines that you plant. So the field cards were really cool. Uh, and there were some minor tweakings to the rules. So they actually still have a Tuscany expansion. However, the Tuscany expansion has some different things in it, a board expansion, other visitors, uh, new ways to play. But for the most part, uh, the Essential Edition has everything you need. So I really love the Viticulture Essential Edition. It is a great uh, reprint for Stonemeyer Games, and it's probably my favorite reprint that I own. So that's it for me. What's your favorite reprint that you own? Let's hear from you. Let's hear from Scott. Let's hear from Jeremiah. That's it for now. Check you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey there, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. Just coming to you with weekend board gaming, and only got one game played. It was Clank. My 10-year-old loves deck builders, and he didn't feel like learning a new deck builder, so he's like, let's play Clank, and I'm always up for that. It's a fun, fast game, and I got really far down in the depths, and then he started hightailing it out, and so I was kind of freaked out, but then I got, I can't remember what the card is, but it gives you like three boots, so I was able to get out in time, and ended up beating him. At the end, he started buying a bunch of Explore cards so that he could get more boots to get himself out and then start hosing me. And I think he should have been buying uh, Treasure Tomes or whatever the one that's worth seven victory points. So he and I are going to talk a little bit of strategy and like, at what point do you transition over to buying those? Because I beat him by like 25 points or something like that. And so anyway, just it's fun playing with my son and helping him think through the strategy of why X is probably a better uh, decision in the moment than Y. Although sometimes that other one would have been a great decision. Anyway, that's all we got played was one game. It was Clank, but it was still fun. Tonight is game night, and I have no idea what we're playing. Maybe something Halloween-y. Halloween-y. <laughs> um, but who knows? We'll see. Hopefully Age of Steam with some of those exploits. I'm definitely bringing it and really anxious to try those exploits, which leads to the conversation of reprints. I'll be back with another segment. Bye. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games Daily gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey guys, Jeremiah here with my first impression of Koi. Now, if you listen to the last episode, AJ kind of went over the the mechanics of how to play, so I'm just going to kind of breeze over that real quick and, and just more share my thoughts. AJ played the solo variant. Last night we played a three-player game, and uh, so it's it's fun. Now, here's the thing. It's mechanically... It's a very easy game to learn, right? You have cards in your hand. 
the board is full of, it's a hex field and you want to make your your koi your fish swim around and eat dragonflies and frogs right so that's basically the game you get points for eating dragonflies you get points for eating frogs you can do certain things that will make uh make it harder on your opponents like putting stones in the pond or using the cherry blossoms to sort of ripple pieces away and make them move <clears throat> it's all about programming and manipulation and things like that so it's fun it's it's an easy game to teach i could teach anybody this game in about 5 minutes and we would be up and running and playing and having a good time. <clears throat> Here's what I will say. I think it's good for casual gamers. I think it's good for uh, gamers. You know, we, <clears throat> the guys that played it with me last night, we were all gamers and we had a good time with it. It's, it's fun. Um, it's also, it's a very pretty game. The game is just gorgeous to look at. The artwork is great. The components are great. There's these nice uh, custom cut and painted meeples for the koi. There's custom pieces that are cut for uh, the dragonflies and the frogs and the rocks. And then the punch tokens for the cherry blossoms and the lily pads are also really nice. They look really great. The artwork is wonderful. It's just really, really great to look at. The only downside I would say to this game is if you know that somebody you're going to be playing with is very prone to AP, analysis paralysis, right? Like they're going to sit there and really think through all their turns. That may be a downside. Like, that could be a downside for them with this game because you, yeah, I'm not very prone to it. You know, I, I kind of know what I'm going to do. Here comes my turn. Boom, I'm going to play it. But I, I found myself, you know, fiddling through my cards and trying to make sure that I had the right move figured out. And you want to do that, you know, obviously as a gamer, you want to plan your move ahead and, and be ready to go, but the board changes so much every turn. There's always something happening. Oh, somebody took the, the dragonfly that I was going to go for, and now I have to adjust. So you, while you do want to try to plan ahead, you can get really caught up in, in that. And then once it changes and it's your turn, Oh, you know, you, you're going to sit there frustrated and trying to figure different things out. So maybe just know that going in. Like, hey, analysis paralysis is a thing with this game. And it doesn't help because your turn is always going to have to be adjusted and your strategy is going to have to shift depending on the cards you have and what your opponents do before you. Other than that, I think it's fun. It's a cool little programming game where you're programming moves out for your fish to take and uh, it's great to look at thematically it's fun I think it's a, a solid solid game so that's my first impression of Koi from Smirk and Laughter have you played this one yet let us know let's talk about it board games daily
Sour of Madness, the latest from Smirk and Dagger Games. Will you discover what lies beneath unspeakable horror, slip into insanity, or bring about the end of the world? A three-dimensional clock tower stands 15 inches tall, filled with marbles. 30 otherworldly tentacles push through the tower walls in every direction in this high-tension dice game of Lovecraft-inspired horror. Win your very own copy of Tower of Madness. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon for full contest rules and how you can enter to win. Hey folks, it's Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. We are talking about reprints on this topic Tuesday, and kind of not just straight reprints, which are great, especially if a good game has been out of print for a while. I think recently of Pillars of the Earth has come back into print recently. Uh, what else? I mean, there are games that are constantly like out of print, in print, out of print, in print, terraforming Mars and Gloomhaven, for instance, but... Pillars of the Earth was out of print for quite a while, and now it's back in print, and that's good because it's a really excellent worker placement game. But when it comes to, like, I guess what I'm thinking of with AJ's question is kind of new editions, second editions, reprints that are different enough from the original to warrant possibly owning them. And that can be frustrating because I think I've said this before with Thunderstone, I owned a ton of the original Thunderstone. I mean, I still do a ton of the original Thunderstone stuff. I think I had three expansions plus the base game all sleeved. I played it a number of times and then Thunderstone quest came out and I was like, Oh yeah, this is just a better game. And so now what am I going to do with those Thunderstone cards? I have no idea. They're in a big, stupid, heavy box right now, uh, taking up space. But when it comes to, uh, other reprints, I think of Lancashire, which is a game that deserves to be reprinted it was an excellent martin wallace game and roxley games took that gave it a facelift a beautiful facelift added these clay poker chips to it and it's just an excellent production and one you should definitely check out and then they also kind of took that base gameplay and tweaked it and twisted it a little bit and created a whole new game using a few of the core mechanisms but it's really its own game brass birmingham it is it just feels a little more modern. It has a f- more options, more ways to win, and it's it scales better. There there were some variants to play two player with Lancashire, but Birmingham genuinely plays excellent at two, three, and four players. So totally great game, and just the facelift they gave it is amazing. And then Endeavor was a game that I owned from the first edition. And it was great, and it sat on my shelf. And then suddenly they announced the second edition, and my first edition is, again, just sitting on a shelf somewhere. I have no idea if I'll ever be able to get rid of it. Who knows? Because the new edition is gorgeous, and it plays well. They've added a few tweaks now where it's easier to... You can draw cards now without an area being completely explored yet. So it, it just moves the game along a little better. There's a simple tweak of the original game started with one building and now it's a two-sided tile and you get to choose which building you start with. And it's a small tweak, but it's one of those, it's like a right out of the gate angsty decision because you're like in a four player game, if three people take one of the, of the 
opening buildings, you're like, I should take that other one because I will be doing the thing that they're not. And so anyway, it's just lots of decisions that I love. And then they added this whole new thing called exploits that I have yet to play with. We played, we've played twice with the base game of the preprint or the second edition, I should, should say. And we haven't yet had a chance to try these exploits, but they sound really cool. Every one of them is very different. And they only open up when two specific areas of the world are completely explored. And then, boom, now you add all these new mechanisms to the game and new pieces and new ways to play. It sounds so cool. I cannot wait to try this. So top of my list right now for like best reprints, best second editions are Endeavor Age of Sail and Brass. They're amazing. They're beautiful. Check them out. What do you think? What are some of your favorite reprints? What are games that are out of print right now that need to be reprinted? Even if it's just a straight reprint, what are you looking for? What's that Grail game that you're like, come on, print this again. Somebody pick it up. Talk to you later. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Hey, Jeremiah here with another first impression. This one is of A New Dynasty, which is the Emotep expansion that was just released by Cosmos Games. We'll be doing a full review of this very, very soon, so stay tuned. But I wanted to give some first thoughts. Here's the cool thing about this expansion. It is, it does nothing to the gameplay, which I love. If you've heard us talk about this recently, with expansions don't change the gameplay just give us more of it right so what this expansion does is it gives you five new location boards so if you know the game it has five location boards you load stones onto a boat you sail that ship over to a location and unload them and then scores happen depending on the order that they come out and how you place them depending on what board it is so this one gives you five new boards and they're all the same. There's a market board, there's a pyramid, there's a, a burial chamber, there's a, a tomb, there's uh, the obelisks. So they're all the same, right? But uh, they all score differently now. So there's different ways to do it. They're double-sided. So now you have, instead of just five options, you've got 20 options if you use the 10 boards and both sides of them. It's fun. I think I, maybe I've just played the other one too much, but I really like these. I like them even better than the, um, than the boards that came in the base game. There's just a lot more strategy. And here's what I liked about it. The scoring of them wasn't obvious. It wasn't, you know, oh, I got to go here and build the pyramid and that's how it works. The scoring seems a little more nuanced with these boards. Now, we played with just the C side, and then we haven't flipped to the D side to check those out yet. But I really, really liked it. Um, there's a cool new thing with the market. Everybody gets two coins to start with, and you can use those coins if it's available. Uh, you use them once each, you know, each time you go to the market, you only have two times that you can possibly do this, but you can use that to buy two of the cards in the market. And so that can either a give you great things. So you get two different things or B it can screw somebody else up because they're not going to get something, uh, possibly if there's more than two players on that boat and 
C, it could do all of the above. It can give you great things and screw somebody over. So it's really cool. I really like that part about it, about the market for uh, this expansion. And I just, I like it. I think it's it's definitely something you should get. If you like Emotep, you're going to love this. It's more of the same, but it's different. Lots of cool nuanced scoring in this version of it. And uh, that's that's my first impression. So go check it out. It's a new dynasty for Emotep, and it's from Cosmos Games. We'll be back with more here on Board Games Daily. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to Board Games Daily. That's the show for today. Hey, thanks for being a part of what we do. If you are on Patreon, check us out. You can go to theologyofgames.com, click on the Patreon tab or the contact tab. There's all kinds of cool things that can happen that way. You can call into the show. You can email the show. You can be a part of the show by being a backer, just like Gamer Relief is. We talked about that at the beginning. And of course, we um, are a big fan of folks who share the show. So if you like what's going on, here share it with your friends share it on your social media networks and we really really appreciate that wherever you're listening give us five stars give us a rating a review subscribe all those things help other folks find this wonderful wonderful show so there it is thanks so much for tuning in for my co-hosts aj skifstad and scott firestone i'm jeremiah isley saying hey go play a game thanks for joining us today Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.